episode 498. Are you ready? 498. Oh! That means next episode is 499. That means this pick... You know, here's the thing, Ryan, is I think this episode uh, needs to be a little... Uh, kind of like mid to low energy. Mm, we should we should like <coughs> much like the Gibson 498 pickup. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I forgot my water. I'll, I'll get it if I need it. Don't get it right now. No, I don't need it right now. <laughs> huh? hum there steve hi i'm ryan and i'm steve and this is 60 cycle hum the guitar buying selling trading modding fixing breaking playing reviewing i missed one podcast you did it you reversed it podcast yeah it's a it's a pod you're you're listening to or watching a guitar podcast this where we cover the craziest of craigslist the most egregious uh, of ebay the most really doing this again irresponsible of reverb okay and you can send ads that you find into us mm-hmm. to our email address 60 cycle at gmail.com and if we pick your oh, ad as our goodness. favorite of the episode steve is going to send you a digital gift certificate printed on heavy digital card stock digital virtual card stock to the retailer or fast food establishment of your choice. So this or first, slow food. I mean, slow it can food, be sure. kind of food. You, you have a favorite steakhouse that has gift cards. If they can be digital, you can get $25 off your steak. This first ad is was sent by Steve. This first ad was suggested by a lot of people. Was it? I had people sending this to me. This is the first I saw it. Uh, I think, I don't know if it got posted in the Facebook group, but it got posted in the Facebook chat. But the person who sent it to us was Steve O'Neill. The instruction for ads is email, it. email us screenshots. That's the 100% the best way. I appreciate when people send me ads personally, mm-hmm. but I'm usually reading my messages on my phone, which means I'm not really taking screenshots. We are never going to remember ads that you post to the Facebook group or that you private message to us. We appreciate the personal interaction. We're never going to remember them and file them away where they need to be to make it onto the show. So email them 60 cycle at gmail.com. The description of this $1,500 BC rich warlock 2000s custom is super cool. That's it. Just the words super and cool. So let me, describe this to you this is a oak of sorts it's got acorns it's got leaves it's got other kinds of leaves that aren't oak leaves i got the water i thought the description would be longer uh it's got two bc rich pickups and a wraparound tailpiece it's got an eye it has an eyeball watching you from the middle it's got it looks like it has various nuts one two three, four, there are four feet in the pictures. The very, oh my gosh, the toes, four feet. Uh, this, oh, there's a face. There's a face in the back. On the back. I didn't know there was a face. Wait, this is a good face. This, the eye is in the back of the tree head. Steve's mind is blown right now. (laughs) I think this is really cool. They want $1,500 for it. It's carved out of what should be, you know, a, uh, you know, a $300 guitar at best. best. You know, I know BC riches are harder to come by now. So we're, we're seeing, 
you know, some of these uh, lower models go for more. I've never actually seen this. This is not a BC Rich Bronze Warlock. This is a bronze by BC Rich. Right, this started out as a super cheap one. But this wood carving, mm, that is, it is beautiful. It is whimsical. It is full of detail. They completely committed to yeah. the concept. The concept is otherworldly. It's fairy tale. It's mysterious. It's it, what are they called? Ents? They're like the it's, tree, it's tree creatures are ents. Entish. It's entish. Maybe like maybe swamp things. You've Co- seen this is like swamp things cousin. Degent guitars. This is a deent guitar. I was gonna say this is swamp things cousin forest thing. I don't know if I want to buy this for fifteen hundred dollars because you know its bones are a at best three hundred dollar guitar. Mm-hmm. I want to hire this guy to work for me if I had a guitar company. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're. I'm going to send you bodies. You're going to do more of this, and we're going to sell twenty five hundred dollar guitars. That's what. I'm looking at here because this this is fantastic. I love this. I'm looking at these, assuming that the person listing this was the was the maker of this. I'm looking at his his or her. We don't know tools. Uh-huh. We've got some Glad Klingen seal. This person keeps a clean workspace, by the way. They do like that. Uh, this you can't see it. This table is nowhere near as clean as this they've got a Starbucks here. cup. You got, got some. Is that Milwaukee? Are those Milwaukee? Yeah, they're they're tools? they're a Milwaukee Milwaukee. Milwaukee builder here. We've got some tin foil. I don't know what's going on. I'm just naming things. Yeah, I don't know what your what your goal here is, Steve. That face on the back though is so great. It's so spooky yeah. and otherworldly, and just like ah, uh, it belongs in like a themed expo- expo- exposition. I don't know if that's the right word. A theme. Like, like, say that there was like a guitar show, and it's like custom guitars built by oh yeah master yeah. builders, and this year the theme, the challenge is to make Lord of the Rings yeah. this guitars. This would be like King of the Forest. I theme. love you can't you the J R R R R R R R Tolkien estate will sue you if you call That's it a lot a, of ours. A good Lord of the Rings guitar expo. Right. Uh, <laughs> King of the spheres is what it would be called. <laughs> um, I love all the leaf work, but then mm-hmm. I extra love that the, uh, the two forward facing horns are tree branches. Yeah. That's a cool touch. There's so many cool touches here. It's I, wild to me that all of this work was done and then it just plopped back in the original hardware. Right. The the coloring of it is fantastic. The clear coating is a little hard to tell with the light. It looks like it might be a little bit too a little bit gloopy. It's thick. It's a little thicker than it needs to be. Uh or maybe it's just not uh is I it's got it. It would be a pain in the ass to get a, a clean polish on it. It looks it looks like uh it kind of looks like uh uh, white or great wolf lodge sure sure but here's the thing it fits the look yeah the, on, the only detract the only detraction i will say for this is the fact that they did nothing with the headstock sure that's that's my one detractor i'm i am still looking at this as an application for employment and i'm saying you're hired i don't have this fictional guitar company that i'm mm-hmm. going to hire you for but if i wish i did you know, I think if, if I was to punch this up a little bit, 
Yeah, give it a little zhuzh. I would make at least the the iris of the eye, uh, put like a doll eye in there, make it dimensional, get like a puppet eye, like mm. a glass eye sort of thing. Like give it that realism, you know? Like I want to see, I want to see this person tackle different elements. I want to see this tree int guitar. I want to see a lava monster guitar. I want to see an ice uh, king guitar. You know, like I want to see different takes on the same vibe because this I, is cool. I'd be interested in seeing. I like the what you're saying with the eye. There is depth in this. Like there it is. is carved in. But imagine if it was that extra layer of like, oh my gosh, there's a real eye looking at me, and it kind of shifts with yeah. the light. You know. You know what I mean? I feel like that could kind of make it like break break the. You're probably right. Break the flow because like it would this have is to be all done. a very specific artistic vision, and then to have that one thing in there might kind of it would have to be done. Break that up, absolutely perfect for it to work. But as it is right now, I love it. I think this is fantastic. It's not a fifteen hundred dollar guitar. I am sorry, but it is fifteen hundred dollars worth of work. Like good yeah. job, yeah, good job. Now do this same thing on like a on a BC Rich Platinum Series guitar. No. We might be talking fifteen hundred. I'm telling. I'm t- saying this guy should partner up with the builder. Find someone who builds next. Have mm. them source you with the body. Grover Jackson. Do, do a Grover Jackson style thing, or like you know, like there's you you go go like the Warmouth route. You know, get get a nice uh, body made out of a nice piece of wood, and then mm-hmm. source a neck for it. You know. Uh, I don't I think I think adding a builder into it. I don't know if this guy's a guitar builder. Mm-hmm. He's obviously a wood carver. Yeah. But adding a notable guitar builder into the mix who's going to make sure the neck is, you know, perfect I see. and making sure all the hardware is desirable and you know this person doesn't even have to do they can do the coloring but they don't have to do the clear coating, leave it to a guitar finishing professional. I think that would take it to the next level. So that that's kind of my hot take on that. How many how many times do you want to take this guitar to the limit, Ryan? Oh, one more time. One more time. Always one that's more right. time, Steve. Do you got anything <laughs> else to say about this one? I don't. It's it's always it's easy to it's easy to slam dunk cool guitars because it's like it's great. I think people I like thought it. we were gonna trash this. I think people really wanted to hear us trash no. this. No. But now that like and and in the instantaneous, like it was sent to me and I looked at it for like ten seconds. I was like, oh, wow, this is really dumb. Like, conceptually, I don't know, like, how much of a whatever person dreamed this up do you have to be to be like, I've dreamed this up and I'm going to put it on a guitar. But, when I first, but the craftsmanship is there. When I first saw it, my first glance, I was like, oh, this is going to be like a stoner guitar. And then the more I looked at it, it's like, no, this is like a wild fantasy guitar. Yeah. And I, yeah. I love this. And it's it's just really, really well done. Just complete execution. They and and they maintained the shape and the spirit mm-hmm. of, of the original of guitar the original, throughout. For sure, like it's it's. I don't give scores, but I'd give this a really high score as far as a guitar yeah. modification and a good, a guitar carving. I feel like this is has to be in our top ten of all carved up guitars yeah. that we've seen yeah. on the show. I would like, give this a pretty good score. Um, I don't think it's quite a five out of seven. But, ooh, not a perfect score, but, um, but it's you know it's nearing that got to save it for those prs tigers yeah (laughs) all right uh (laughs) i hope this person does more i hope they find out about this 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 podcast and they hear our kind words and they uh they they do more of this because i i admire it 
I'm not really sure how to pitch pitch it, Steve. Housekeeping this week. You want me to do it? Yeah, why don't you do it? This right, time? I'll do it. I usually do you it. Guys, you guys do it. It takes money to run this show. There's things we have to buy. There's services we have to pay for. Uh, we use the money uh, to pay for for meals most times that we podcast, so that I don't have to cook or my wife doesn't have to cook. It's just kind of like an easy night for us. Steve shows up, we eat takeout food, and then we podcast and take out and, and clean up is just shoving it all in the trash afterwards. It takes money to make all that happen, and the Patreons provide that money. The money that the Patreons provide to this show is what we use to cover all expenses. If something is so expensive that we can't do it is because there's not enough money in the fund. And we just like, that is our natural limit. We're never going to buy 60 cycle hum Ferraris over here because there's just not enough money. I mean, I wouldn't rule it out. If it, if it ever becomes possible, we're going to get matching Ferraris with vanity plates. Mine's going to say 60 CH Ryan, and you're going to have to shorten your name. Mine's going to say, 60 CH. Mine's going to say STVE. Mine's going to say O T H R G Y G U Y. O T H Other guy. O T H R G U Y. Other guy. Maybe mine would say Mr. Hum. Mine. Oh, no. The point is, you guys aren't sending us enough money to have matching 60 cycle hum vehicles with vanity plates, let alone Ferraris. Like, we would we would settle for Geos. Like 30-year-old Geos with vanity plates. And we're not even making that much money. But the money that is coming in is making this all possible. So we are eternally grateful to all the Patreons. Your names are going to scroll at the end of this episode. Uh, There's some more fun content coming up uh, that is Patreon-funded. Today, I bought a $60 guitar off of Amazon with Patreon funds. So that's going to be a Patreon-funded video. Is that going to come out before this episode? I have a feeling after. Okay, good. Yeah, absolutely. Because that would be funny if it came out before. (laughs) Today, a week and a half ago when we recorded this, you know (laughs) know how time works, right? You realize this is pre-recorded. So anyways, check out the Patreon link down below. Consider, you know, consider it a tip for all the entertainment that we've given you over the years. And we'll continue to give you for probably the rest of our lives until we die. <laughs> and speaking of folks who support this show, hopefully uh, until we die, uh, this episode is brought to you by Chase Bliss. Mm, yeah, it is. This is uh, the Thermy. This is a pedal that is still, still in production. in production, still um, making it. It's a delay pedal, but it's not just any normal delay pedal. You can treat it like a normal delay pedal. It's also a phase shifter. It's got two knobs on there. That allow you uh, to assign different on, Ryan, pitch modulations. Got six knobs on here. Let, let me finish, Steve. Oh, okay. It's got two knobs, that one and right there, and right there, that allow you to assign different pitch modulations to your repeats that are applied uh, applied to your repeats mm. at different intervals with these switches. So you could have your repeat go up two octaves and then be interrupted and go down wow. a fifth. And then because like the the intervals are all mixed and funny, it just randomizes and feels glitchy and mm-hmm. weird mm-hmm. and chorusy. Like we often say, every chase with pedal is also a chorus. Like this right. is a freaky freaky chorus, but it's also a fully functional normal delay pedal if you want it to be. Treat it like a set ender, or treat it like a weird riff builder, like you do all other chase plus pedals. It's I, in my opinion, this is a classic chase plus pedal. This is like. 
an excellent delay pedal all around as well. So check out Chase Bliss Audio with the link down below. Tell them that we sent you. Joel loves us and we love Joel and we'll give him a big old hug next time we see him and we'll whisper in his ear that everyone appreciates him supporting the show. How about that? <laughs> we'll give him a kiss. I'm going to kiss Joel for you. The viewer. Right. Uh, this next <laughs> ad was sent by uh, Ralph. Watch Joel avoid me at all. Like at future night. events because yeah. he's like, he's going to kiss me. <laughs> uh, this, uh, this was sent by Ralph Pacheco. This is a custom Pac-Man Les Paul style guitar. This is in San Diego. It sure is, Steve. Made by Tim Whitehouse. Super cool custom guitar. Going cheap. Like Have you ever heard the name Tim Whitehouse? No. Apparently, this guy's a San Diego dude. And I have I have a bunch of screen grabs in here illustrating that. So this, oh. gu this guitar itself, this was listed for 200 mm -hmm. And then I found another listing for it from our friends over at Moe's Guitars. Uh, if my thing loads here, yeah, I I see it. Nineteen ninety nine custom. It looks like the same guitar, and it was seven hundred dollars. Yeah, and then I've got screen grabs from various parts of his web presence, and he has this bass guitar that also sold on Reverb that looks really cool. Uh, he has a very light web presence. He has like an old blog that only has one post on it, but then he's also got stuff like this, like. Yeah, those twelve string bases. You you search for there he is. There's this guy, Tim Whitehouse. Also, he's a photographer, mm. like professionally. I get that, that is his profession. So he's got all this industrial uh, industry photos, and he also has all these guitar photos. And it looks like he's worked for Taylor because he has a crap ton of Taylor photographs. Yeah. So this guy is like a local dude, who. Like is also building guitars and oh. and working within the industry by way of Taylor and, and other things and like yeah, but this the, I mean let's just talk about this guitar. This guitar is wild. Well, real quick to your point, I'm reading, folks. You can go to the Imager link, find the screen grab of Tim Whitehouse's blog. He it says Tim Whitehouse specializes in photography services in support of engineering and marketing since 1970, with experience in aerospace and computer in industry since 2003. Photography and video production in the music industry in the areas of popular music performance, theater, and large-scale musical instrument manufacturing and marketing. He so has a lot of concert photo stuff, too. So that's, I mean, like you're talking about these, uh, all of these various pictures of Taylor's, uh, that makes a lot of sense. That and his his photographs look top-notch professional. Yeah. Like he is a legit photographer. And I mean that is from an industry commercial video perspective, like this guy's doing the real work. No, here. these these look like these definitely look like they could be the photos that you see blown up on the Taylor banners at NAMM. Right, but not even like look at the industry stuff. Like he's got like planes and studios. And, oh yeah, yeah, and all this industrial hardware and stuff like that. So, so anyways, this guitar that is listed for two hundred bucks though is super wacky. <laughs> Now that we've pumped this guy up so much. It's got much, some design choices. Let's 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 trash his guitar. Did bit. you were you the one who called it Pac-Man? No, that's what it says no, on the thing. Custom Pac-Man style. Yeah. Custom Pac-Man LP Les Paul style guitar. Like it looks like a totally competent build. It's just a really wacky shape. It it you you I wouldn't blink if I saw this on the stage with Devo. Yeah. This yeah. is Devo has that cloud guitar. This is in that kind of vein. That is in that vibe. What did Moe's call it? The same see. thing, I think. 
Tim, it just says Tim Whitehouse 1999 oh, okay. custom. So I think the Pac-Man identity, though it definitely gives you some big Pac-Man vibes. Um, well, it's like Pac-Man and his conjoined twin. Yeah, yeah it's like Pac-Man and turns out Mrs. Pac-Man, it's like it's a it's a gender choice because it turns out Pac-Man replicates asexually and that's what's happening here. Okay, he splits like he a, splits. Yeah, yeah. And so, like Pac-Man, like basically, like all what's that called scientifically? All when... Pac people, it's called asexual replication. Ah, okay. Mitosis. 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 There you go. Um, Steve, you're the scientist. That yeah, should have been very that's embarrassing like, that's for like, you to well, not have that on the tip of your tongue. Yes, I'm always thinking about mitosis. Why aren't you, Steve? You grow proteins and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also spend a lot of time thinking about the Roman Empire. Is that oh an gosh. old meme yet? That's an old meme now. <laughs> well, maybe um, it came back. I don't know. But I I think this is the right guitar for the right... I mean, it's beautiful. That It is weirdly beautiful. It's like... But it's also jarring. <laughs> but there's something so fascinating about that. Look at the way the binding is just perfect in that no, little armpit I mean. there. Like, like this is, this is a, this it's is a weird shape, but perfect execution, you know? Yeah, exactly. But it also has that kind of like early 80s styling where it's mm-hmm. like, let's mm-hmm. lean into some wood and uh, gold, gold, gold appointments. It's a beautiful, that burst like, is hot. It's a beautiful translucent burst. I, it's it's a really pretty finish on the one of the things i don't usually go for bursty finishes one of the things that honestly i i hate that i'm gonna say this the we got some good guitars this episode the rosewood fretboard looks out of place to me it does like this is begging for ebony but it's like there's something weirdly rustic about the, like, the, like the rosewood with the matching poker chip also being rosewood right. gives it like a 70s vibe. That's what I'm like that early 80s where it's like still 70s looks, but it yeah. is the 80s. Yeah. Like, and the headstock is really different. And it has almost a summer camp vibe with the logo because this yeah. is White House carved into this little chunk of wood going I, across. I, I like this headstock. I don't dislike it at all. It's just. It is, it all works together. Like this whole mm-hmm. thing works together. It's a period piece. Like this, this belongs in an Austin Powers movie set in the seventies. I don't know. Like late seventies, early eighties, you know, one of the photographs in here is the guy like dangling it off of his balcony. Yeah, that's a choice. <laughs> don't like that. 200 bucks. If I had seen this, I would have grabbed yeah. this. Are you kidding me? That is a, that is a wall hanger conversation piece if it doesn't play like like good at all. But I bet it does because his build looks super clean. Mm-hmm. Like it's wonky, it's weird, it is eclectic, it is eccentric, but the build looks legit. Like I can't see any part of this where I'm like, oh, no, that there's where they really failed there. This person doesn't know how to build guitars. They clearly know how to build guitars. Yeah. They just I have wonder a, if at a some, different take on him. I wonder if at some point he, uh, well, except this one, the, the one, uh, they're calling it a 1999 custom. Wow. Uh, unless that's like not the year it was made because I think he says. Yeah, it could just be his style, you know, like. It says he was started building electric guitars. It sounds like in 2003. So what? I don't know. 
if this was made before then. It looks like such a period uh, piece. It, it all kind of makes me wonder if like maybe he took an interest and pitched his photography services to Taylor and was like, how about you don't pay me for the first round? How about you teach me? Like ah, trading, trading that, photo services. For, I like this headcanon, Steve. For, uh, for for some uh, teachable moments. But then these these uh, these twelve string bases look fully modern. And oh yeah, like the these this came from a website that was like a list of all base builders, mm-hmm. and I have a feeling these are the sorts of bases you find. Oh my in- gosh. Since 2005, Tim has been the official photographer for Taylor Guitars. Oh, it says that right at the bottom that I screen grabbed. There you go. But these these look like bases that someone would pay, you know, one of these yeah. like $15,000 bases or something yeah. like that. Like the details are there. Have you ever played a 12-string bass? Yes. I played that Hamer. Remember when oh, we yeah. used to jam at, at Clam of God and there was yeah. that, that blind guy who had a ham, uh, the 12-string Hamer? Super weird. Like you're, It's like, you know how you can fret an A chord with one finger? Yeah. It's like that, but with each string. <laughs> right, right. It's super weird. But like it, it's got a sound. It definitely has a sound to it. Man. You missed out on this, man. It was on OfferUp for two hundred bucks. It could have been I yours. Know. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if someone bought it off of OfferUp and then they sold it through Moe's. Someone snatched it up and now they're flipping it through Moe's. Maybe Moe's bought it, or maybe Moe's is the older listing. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. And it's not hard to say. We we well, you we said it, but the, I'm saying it's right. It's, right. We don't know. Is this even the same guitar? Check the grain, man. Check the grain. That's what I'm looking at, but I'm also looking for damage because the one in the offer up ad has damage. Okay, I'll pull up the offer up ad. You have that one open. Okay, uh, let's check this knot. I think it's the same. Look at look. Oh that yeah, shape it's right definitely there. the same. Exact same. We fingerprinted it, guys. It is the exact same guitar. So we just I would have bought. We just this. need to know which one came first. Two hundred bucks. I would have the offer up or the Mo's. I totally. I wonder how much it weighs. It's not a car top like a Les Paul, but it still has a potential. How much does Pac-Man weigh, Ryan? <laughs> 12 pixels, well, he, 16 he, All pixel? he eats is yellow dots and ghosts, so yeah. I, I don't know, man. He's, well, no, he eats fruits. It's hard, to, it's hard to figure out his scale. Like, I've seen, he was in that one movie where he's the size of buildings. Right. But then right. he's only this big on the screen. Yeah. Like, how, what size is he? You know, he's a, he's a Pac-Man. Is he the size of a man? How big is Pac-Man? What is his mass? How many how how many are coming a pack? It seems like there's just one. Are those are the ghosts that he eats? Are those the ghosts of men? Uh they are named uh the, one's Larry. Pink, Pinky Larry. No. There's not a Larry? Clyde? Are you thinking of Clyde? Is there a Clyde? It's like Pinky, Inky, Blinky, and Clyde? Pac-Man. There's definitely not a Larry. Ghost names. What if there's totally a Larry? Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Clyde. Steve is right. What name did I say? Larry. I thought there was a Larry. You thinking of the Three Stooges? Maybe. <laughs> you know, Zeppo, Curly, and Moe, and Larry? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember the order. Should Harpo. We- Maybe we should try to be friends with this dude. How do we find him? 
uh, through our mutual contacts at Taylor Guitars, obviously. You know oh, people yeah. at Taylor. Oh, you should have them come here. To Let's just, you something. know what? Let me call Bob. All right. Bring, bring. Hey, Bob Taylor. Yeah, yeah, it's me, Ryan. You know me. We talk all the time. Hey, I want to meet your photographer. He makes some yeah. weird guitars. Yeah, they're weird, right? Yeah, how much does the Pac-Man wait? No way. I never would have guessed. Okay, you call me back later. I know you're busy right now. Bob. Hey, Bob. Bob. It's your cousin. <laughs> it's your cousin Marv. No, Marv Taylor. <laughs> you know that new look you've been looking for? <laughs> All right, dude. Uh, you got anything new for us uh, this week? Uh, I don't think I do. Do you have anything new? Uh, we are registered for NAM. We are registered for NAM. We are registered for NAM. And we thought they were going to charge us money, and then they didn't. Did you reach out to them? I guess I we did. both reached out to them and then they... Did we both we, complain? And Well, no, I, I reached out through their website because they did the thing with the with the, the NAMM CEO where he talked about working with influencers. Yeah, yeah. So I just said, hey, you guys want to work with us? And they didn't respond. Uh, and then you reached out. Well, I, I was like so pumped after watching that. I was like, oh, they, they really want to work with influencers. I want to check this. Out. Let's check out the situation. Maybe uh, maybe they've got all sorts of perks for us, or maybe they want to give a special treatment because we're so special and important. Yeah. And then I went through the application process for, for the NAM show uh, registration, and I got to the end. It's like, oh, they just want to charge us all money. Like it, right. it landed on a thing to like, and we've, you know, we've always gone to NAM for free on media badges. Media badges are always free. Mm -hmm. uh, if you are a legitimate media outlet, like we are apparently <laughs> like media badges have always been free. So it's like my heart sank. And I was like, Oh, they only want a lot of influencers there. Cause they want to charge us money to be there. So then I wrote them and I was like, Hey, uh, what's the deal with media badges? I saw that this is trying to charge me. Our media badge is going to cost money this year. And they didn't respond to me. But then like six days later, we got a fresh email that said, Hey, uh, influencers and media people click yeah. this link. And like, it was the same application that I filled out before, but it didn't end in us getting yeah. charged. It's a, and it's the same way they did it last year. So maybe your email triggered something. Maybe it didn't. We don't know. I don't know. Um, it, it'd be, I but don't know. I don't know. Like I, I, I will say, I haven't seen or heard of any perks or any sort of special treatment or any sort of extra infrastructure that they have for us as creatives. So we'll see. I he was talking big talk about you know trying yeah. to help us out. We'll see. I will put out there that out there. for the guitar space, we might be the biggest independent guitar consistent guitar coverage of nam you're putting a lot of criteria out there the biggest that's 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 a claim that's a big claim but then you're you're complicating it with independent independent okay, there's a lot that, of you know. independent youtubers and creators but, but then do they consistent, really cover consistent consistent is the is one the big one is the one where you're we, really narrowing it down yeah. that is providing <laughs> Guitar coverage, because we go there specifically for guitar yeah. coverage. We're not there to interview people. We're not there to smooth well, I'm saying like celebrities. If, I'm saying like if we did interviews or whatever, but I'm saying we go there every year. We take pictures. We right. put, we, we, we uh, report back to the people. Steve is trying to pump us up as something uh, bigger than we are. We're it's well, no, it's like, it makes sense that we go. It makes sense that we should be there. Think about it. It's like, it's last year. 
like last year. La- Premier Guitar, Us, Delicious Audio. Who else is? I mean, Delicious Audio is, uh, does a lot of like the videos, like for for just demos. They're not necessarily K- covering the KDH event. flew all the way there just so he could breathe the same air as Rob Chapman. <laughs> He's his videos get much better views than ours do. So. Yeah, because we don't. We need. We need to just hot take. All right. Who are we going to trash on? No, no, no. I'm Let's saying do like, an expose I'm right saying, now. I'm, I'm saying for our videos, instead of coming to coming. Here's the problem: is everyone want everybody we in our audience? Enemy. Everyone in our audience has come to know us as like kind of the podcast dudes. They know you as the surf guitar dude. They know me as the other guy, right? Um, and what we need, maybe instead of spending this like four hours or whatever, it's nine p.m. I've been here since six, so like three hours so far. We're running out of time. We only have an hour left on this card, and I'm just rambling now. Uh, but instead of spending all this time making like two long form podcasts, we should be making like ten. Just like what is the hottest take? And all of our OG fans will be like, "You never do ads anymore, you selfish pieces of shit." And we will just be rolling around in fucking cash, so we won't care. Yeah, because we'll have all that YouTube and Instagram and yeah. TikTok money. Oh, we're gonna get on the Twitters. We're gonna get on the threads, and people are just gonna be like, these guys just drop the hottest opinions. So hot, I'll fight about them for weeks and weeks Look, and weeks. Ryan, all I'm saying You're is saying we need to go full with Joe Bonamassa. All I'm saying is that we are the largest, consistent, independent, Southern California-based, mm-hmm. middle-aged, mm. white, and one-quarter Asian, like total. Quarter. Well, because you're full okay, okay. white and I'm half white and half. The Chinese. show is quarter so Asian. The show is is one. Point seven or one point five white people and half of an Asian, so that's a quarter. Uh, How terrible it would be if we were like <laughs> advertising. Yeah, the only guitar podcast with half an Asian, and then the camera pans and it's just an Asian guy cut in half. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Yikes! It's his top half. He can spill talk yeah. and everything. <laughs> Which half of you is Asian, Steve? <laughs> top or bottom? <laughs> But, or is it left or right? Is it hemispheres? But, I, you know, I, I, um, so yeah, I don't know if they're doing media rollout that way, uh, where they're just reaching out to people who they know have attended. Cause that's the other thing is they, you know, they know when they send out, they know if you showed up or not. Sure. Right. Cause you either picked up a badge or you didn't. Yeah. So I would think that every, like a lot of the media folks who came, Last year are probably also getting the emails this year, but I actually haven't asked. You're, this is a, not asked around. This is a really long way around of you trying to hint that we might have priority. I know. I'm not saying we have priority. Well, yeah, maybe we have priority, but it's Steve because. saying that we should have priority. We've earned it. I'm saying that we've been there before. What are we doing right now? What is this? This is our what's new. We're going to NAM. <laughs> We're going to NAM. We're going to NAM. Hey, guys. It's October. We're letting you know, just in case you're worried, we are going to Dude, NAM. NAM's in three months. Next year. NAM's in three months. Yeah, it's three. No one cares about it right now in October. Why are we, we're the only ones who care we about it right now. We need to secure lodging. Yeah, our, our friend sounds like they're going to get an Airbnb also, and we'll join on. We should have put, talked about in the Patreon. It's an hour our, and a half away from us, Patreon helps pay for the things that we do. Yes, now. yes, Patreon is going to cover you our way to NAM. You got anything else new? 
Don't, Steve. You're right. See, that's why I've been carrying. I on thought and you were on. gearing up to, to to drop a hot take. Give me oh, your hot, hot take. Give me a hot take. Give me something that we can clip out and put it on the grams and put it on the TikToks. <sighs> put it on the on the Twitters. I want you to say something that is going to make Elon Musk gasp. Like, <gasps> I mean, if I wanted to, I mean, oh. I was about to get political. Uh, let me think. What's a hot gear take? What's a hot? It doesn't have to be gear. It could gear. be entertainment, music. What's a hot? It could be music take. You know, what's a hot entertainment? Do you have any opinions take? about Taylor Swift's new boyfriend? Yeah, he's freaking good at football. I thought she was married. You thought Taylor Swift was married? Yeah. I have no idea. I'm I'm actually glad you thought that because I thought she got married like a couple years ago and was here, happily married. I don't here, know. She did. She I don't did, know any. I don't know much about her. She did date one dude for like several years, All which right. is like the longest. Here's my hot take on this topic. It's not even that hot because lots of other people have. You have to take. deliver it like a standalone thing that we can put onto uh, onto social media. Why does everybody care about how many people? Taylor Swift is dated. If a dude, which many men do, like if a man dates 10, do 10 women, <laughs> a man dates 10 dudes, whatever people are like, Oh yeah, you're dating all the, all the other people. But when Taylor Swift does it, they're like, she's just trying to get more, trying to write more songs about more dudes. Like who cares? We, like, like some of the most famous dude musicians in the history of all dude musicians have written songs about their bandmates' wives. Are you talking about Paul McCartney? Yeah, I, there's been others too. Like, I'm just going to sing the song about your wife and then I'm going to sleep with her. Like, the, the band Eric, stays together. Wasn't that like an Eric? That was an Eric Clapton thing? You could probably list so many people. Yeah. The, famous men musicians, rock star musicians, famously sluts. Just gonna put it out. It's there. just a whole thing. See, my hot like, take is a little. We should. We need to. We need to work on our hot takes because that was also sloppy. We can't. We can't. No, it's got to be that. like ten words. It's, it's got to be, be. Yeah. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta. Like, we gotta work on our craft here, Steve. This is why we're not Joe Bonamassing all over the place because okay. we can't get it down I to ten it. words. I got it. I got right. it. You ready? Yeah. Wampler pedals, small form factor, huge dicks. <laughs> like, like. Not like jerks, like like those guys are like Richard, Richard no, and Brian. Is, yeah, we need to, it's still not good. Still, oh. God, still not good. Richard, that's his joke. <laughs> it's a Richard his joke. Name, that's one of the. I know. One that's, of the guys. Yeah, this guy. I know. Hi, Richard. Hey, Richard. Hey, Brian. <laughs> Hi, Blake. Adjacently. <laughs> We don't have hot takes in us, Steve. We don't. We we're don't not have hot that. take guys. We don't have that in us. We're slow burners. We're slow. We're just a we're couple. We smolder. The hottest take I think I've ever made on this show, I bring it up every once in a while, is that the Confederate battle flag is a participation trophy. That's probably my all-time hottest take. Here's a hot take. I made that hot take before people were tearing down statues. Here's my hot take. Uh Driving around today, Steve, I heard the new Blink-182 song. Uh, I haven't heard it yet. Start Hit at, me. Start at least three or four times. I maybe made it like 30, 40 seconds into it. And I'm really hoping this time around, 
everyone else gets on my team and realizes that Blink-182 is not a worthwhile band and they suck and you shouldn't listen to them. <laughs> There's you, a hot take. Do you think they were ever good? You're saying the they were never good? Good is so subjective. I'm going to say they were always annoying. Damn it, man. Jeez. Suck it. <laughs> All right. I guess that's everything we have. That, that was the what's uh, new, right? <laughs> that was the what's new. This episode is brought to you by String Joy, crafted in Nashville, Tennessee, played on stages worldwide, hopefully not trying to bring on Blink-182 as a signature artist. If they can't handle the opinion of a middle-aged man from San Diego then what are they even doing with their lives? String Joy strings are crafted one at a time by natural musicians who know that great art is made with great tools. And you know what? Blink 182. I live like 10 minutes away from Poway where you guys came from. Dude, it takes 10 minutes just to get from the freeway exit into right, Poway. 15 minutes. Poway blows. Poway does kind of Poway suck. sucks. And if you're in Poway right now, I am not apologizing. Blink-182 sucks because they came from somewhere that sucks and is so milk toast. Can we get through mid, the ad? Middle class hold on, white hold on. bread. Hey, hold on, lane. hold on. Ryan, hold on, hold on. If you want to check out <laughs> Strickboy Streams, uh, you can get the Oops All G set. Mira Mesa represents! You can get... <laughs> Uh, you can get, uh, give me, you can get the all D's. Oops, all D's. Oops, all D's set from string joy. Um, head on over, use the link below. So they know we sent you. And when you check out, use code H U M to get 10% off. I remember, okay, we're out of the ad now. We're out of the ad. I'm just going to say a thing. Say it. Thank you. String joy. I remember when, uh, leading up to when you purchased this home. Mm. that your mom really thought you should move to Poway because Poway Unified School District uh, is had a reputation at the time for being a good school district. It's a well-funded school district because yeah, of the way... Yeah, because there's rich uh, people there. Because of the way California school districts are funded hey, by property you taxes. you like Blink-182? You're listening to punk rock that came from a rich neighborhood. Yeah. Um, where people pretend to be cowboys because there were horses there 50 years ago. To this day, every time something bad happens in the Poway Unified School District, I take like a little bit of like shot in Freud. Mm. There's that kind of makes me a horrible person in some regards because some just horrifically bad things have happened in Poway over the last like 15 years. But That's what privilege leads to but those are things that like i still think about like oh what a few like one like a minor thing was like the school district was running out of or someone was like embezzling money out of the school district or something and i was like oh yeah of course they were at poway uh, right right but there's also been some like outright horrifically bad things to happen there where part of me was like oh yeah not so nice of a neighborhood was it mm. yeah when people say that poway is nice they're just saying that there's rich people who yeah. do happen to live in the hills so, yeah. and those hills have eyes, but the Poway proper, really not that nice. Like really just like, it's just suburban and it's, it's like newer suburban homes and it's tied to like 
an island community. Like here's a here's the difference between Poway and Scripps Ranch. Scripps Ranch is next to Mira Mesa. It's also next to Poway. Poway's not next to really, but it's not like it kind of is, but it's not like Poway's not next to anything. It's next to Rancho Bernardo. Well, that's true, but Rancho Bernardo is also kind of like. Poway is like richer Poway. I mean, Richard Bernard was like, we're geography podcasting. Yeah, yeah we made it. Yeah. I mean, Poway is also kind of like up against Penasquitos and. Everything is next to something, Steve. Yeah, that's true. But like Poway. Like, Poway has an isolated feel because it's like yeah. built around this little valley. Like kind I said, of you, thing. Get, you get off the 15 on Poway Road and you literally have to drive like five miles to get to Poway after you get off the freeway. It's It's isolated. I'm trying to think of what's nice about Poway, and I'm having trouble. The the old Poway train station park is cool. Oh, yeah, that's I guess a cool that's spot. fun that you can drive the little train that goes around the yeah. the the hamburger restaurant. That's really not very good. It's it's fine. It's good enough. That's all right. It's good enough after you've been riding around on a train for a you know half a an train hour that maybe has a quarter mile track. Yeah. It's fun though. The train is historical fun, and it's fun. It's a neat little thing that they have there. The the train is probably the most charming part of Mount of Poway. Uh, Ryan. Our and pedal- Blink 182 came from this privileged, privileged, boring, milk toast middle class place. Ryan. Yes. Our pedal board's worth it. Are pedal boards worth it? Are pedal boards worth it? That's a good topic, Stephen. That is a topic that was suggested by uh, Matt Good. Matt Good. He says, are pedal boards like pedal train, et cetera, actually a rip? When you can either build your own out of wood specific to your pedals or just place them on the floor stage if you haven't got too many. Uh, How many is not too many? Like I feel like if I have three pedals, I'm putting together a board. Yeah. If I have two pedals, it's like, why am I even getting on stage? You know, am I even taking this seriously? No, like, like if you have a tuner, if and- you have two pedals, one of those pedals could just be a headstock tuner. Probably. Right. If you have right. a tuner and say like a dirt pedal to give you a boost or something like that. Yeah, sure. Sure. You're still get. are you, are you, are you running batteries? I guess you might be running nine volts in that situation. I've run, like I've run a daisy chain without a pedal board it's kind of annoying that's kind of annoying like if if you're gonna do two pedals nine volts but you can't do that with a delay because it'll a delay will chew up a nine volt so fast it'll piss you off like when when i got my first delay i was still using nine volt batteries and everything i didn't have a daisy chain yet well dod tape echo that's what i had FX 96, I think. Mm, yeah, that sounds about right. I bought it from a keyboard player. <laughs> that also makes sense. <laughs> Cheryl Cooper. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You know Cheryl. Uh, I know her kids. You know I her kids? Know I know Cheryl, the woman, the mother. The, the baker mo- of cheesecakes. Excellent cheesecakes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, yeah keyboard player, and she sold me her FX uh, 96, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Excellent delay pedal. Wish I'd kept it. I, I didn't know what I had when I had it, but it just chewed through nine volts like crazy, which was not fun for a poor teenager that did not like spending $2 yeah. on a nine yeah. volt battery every time it got sucked dry. Um, there's just a convenience to pedal boards. Like I think three pedals is really where like you should consider it. Yeah. Because daisy chaining stuff on a stage and it starts getting dragged around and now you're playing setup and tear down in between, uh, like 
is between bands and stuff like that. No one appreciates that. They want to see you grab your pedal board, get off the stage, get off the freaking stage. As far as buying or making pedal boards, I've done both. Steve, you've done both. I've done both. Yeah. I think it's good to do both. Yeah. Uh, I, my first substantial big pedal board, I built that. It took a lot of work and it was, uh, it worked, but it was pretty ugly. Was that that big? Like I built it out of rotten wood from my backyard. Was that that one that you did like the full on like custom case style thing? Yeah, with like the brass handles and stuff. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, Lauren uses it as a footrest under her desk. Oh, that's. I was going to ask if you still had it. I but, do. But it's probably not convenient to go show it off. No, it's right not now. at all. It's not at all. Right now. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll put a picture up. Yeah. Uh, editing up. Ryan's going to hate me for um, that. I'll my, put a picture of it. It's Ryan, editing Ryan. It's sitting on the floor behind you right now. Take a picture. Editing Ryan. Do you have your attention? Take a picture. Of your old pedal board is underneath Lauren's desk. It's right behind you Do right now. you need now. to put a clap right here to remind you? Because oh I, I speed run the episodes when no, I, I, I edit know. them. Like, it's just... I'm going to be pissed editing right now. Okay, so so one of my first pedal boards... I don't know if it, it might have been my very first pedal board. Uh, I tried to just... Uh, I bought pegboard from, mm. uh, like, Home Depot... And I just like cut it with like a saw to fit inside of a suitcase. You were big on the suitcase pedal boards. And I was trying to do the suitcase thing and I would just zip tie all the pedals down. That was not a great idea. The thing is about home built ones. If it's your first go with a pedal board, there's a lot of details you're going to miss because there are actual functional elements to a pedal board that make a lot of sense that you yeah. that you can't plan for if you've never had a pedal board before. And I think we both ran into that. Well, like for like, let's t- there's some very simple functional elements. How are you going to mount your pedals? Are you choosing Velcro yeah. or are you going to do zip ties? Or are you going to do some sort of other weird system or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have a surface that can accept Velcro. Right. And it can also pass cables because mm-hmm. you want to pass cables underneath. Is there space to pass cables underneath without oh, just, the board itself right. resting on top of cables? Well, a lot of people do the flat board thing. Yeah, so yeah, you, you can, can do, do it on, up top. Do top load it. But then, you know how you have a power supply that's taking up space on the top of your pedal board. Is that acceptable to you? Are you fine with the mess of cables? Because these things, the, unless you pay big money for the power cables that you can cut to length, these power cables come in somewhat inconvenient lengths if you want to have a tidy board on top of your pedal board. Steve is grabbing one of my my cheap things that I got off of uh, Amazon. I think things like this, I think this was like, I want to say under 20 bucks. Yeah. Like this is a really simple way to start. It has a little bit of a place here to tuck some power. I've got this K-line power uh, well, brick here. Um, just barely. It just barely clears the rubber yeah, legs that's, there. That's pretty tight, but it would work. There are, I have another power supply here that I don't want you to touch. It's, that one's thicker. Most of them are thick. This one happens to be thinner and it fits under things like this. Um, that is convenient. It is very convenient to have your pedal board and your power kind of and like this, this is going to join together. One, two, three, four pedals pretty easily. Four standard size pedals. I could get five on there. You no sweat. Five, you yeah. get into mini pedals and stuff like that. You fit put, more. Fit like 10. 10 Another big thing, like the, the pedal board that I made was a big wooden case with a lid that clamped on the side with brass hardware and stuff like that. You did one that you tucked into a vintage suitcase. Yeah. It is 
more important than you realize to have a casing system, a carrying yeah. system. It's, it's, you're going to hate your life if you're just carrying around a pedal board from gig to gig, loading it out of your car. So, like you need something to protect it. You need something right. to hide it away in. Uh, you need something so you can put it on a shelf or put it in your closet and you just don't have exposed pedals. So like, I don't know how much, if this came, if there's a gig bag that they make that fits this. But what I can tell you is I had a small, I still have a small pedal board mm -hmm. um, that actually will fit into a backpack, but I got really lucky with that one. If you just think like, oh, I'm going to buy this thing and I'll just go find a briefcase or whatever to, to fit it in. It's going to be a search because yeah. now, because you're going to put and that in there. And if fit. it's bouncing around all over the place, because it's not specifically designed for that, it's, it kind of sucks. Yeah. So I, I can really, having done it all, having built my own and been like, oh, that's, I spent almost no money on this. Mm -hmm. I've spent a couple hours of my life or whatever. Looking back, your first pedal board, it's okay to, I know, I know, I know you want to be thrifty. Maybe you're a kid and you don't have a lot of money. I'm not talking to anyone specific. I'm just saying maybe you in general out there, you're a kid and you don't have a lot of money and you don't want to plop down 200, $300 on a pedal board system. I get it. There are cheap options out there. You don't have to go name brand, but look for something that has some sort of system for mounting that makes sense. Velcro mm -hmm. is really common and functional. It works great. Yeah. Has a place underneath to tuck a power supply. I personally am not interested in flat boards where the power supply is up top. I just, I, I don't, I'm not into that. I want my pedals on top. I want as much functional right. space as right. I can on the top. I don't want to dick with the power supply. Uh, the rest of the time and then something with a case like these are basic criteria to me if you feel confident that you can do that with a home build it's a fun thing to do it's totally a fun thing to do i built a pedal board out of a, a toolbox that i bought from harbor freight for 18 dollars or 20 bucks or something like that mm -hmm. uh that there was a little tray in the top and i cut the 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 top panel off of it with an angle grinder and then I put two little slats of wood in there and screwed them in and put Velcro on the top. And it's like, oh, here's a cute little pedal board. Right. And I just daisy chained off a of one spot to power four pedals, I think. Mm -hmm. And I, I used that for Dinosaur Ghost for years. Right. And then uh, and then I would use the rest of the toolbox to hold cables and the power supply and things yeah. like that. And it was just a functional little thing. You can find existing boxes and build pedal boards into them. If you're crafty and creative, just keep those criteria in mind. Fastening system, Velcro, zip ties, whatever you think is going to work best for you. Somewhere to tuck a power supply and a case. Like, mm -hmm. if you can cover that, then you're then you're golden. I think for the most part, we are through. We're kind of like mostly past the age of like the boutique, boutique, like ex uh, totally. very expensive, like seven, eight, nine hundred dollar pedal boards. Partially because I don't know that anyone's like really making like a wooden version of like a P pedal train pro size that, board that anymore. That scene did seem to like go, if, if it's still out there, it's kind of more underground now. Yeah. Cause for a while it was like, ah, I want to have that. I want to have I th that, uh, that, that fine mahogany or, uh, or, uh, or what were the hot woods? Like I want to have a zebra wood. Yeah. Pedal board. yeah. I, I, I think aside from pedal train, um, I mean, our, bu I, our buddy think, Salvage Custom was was doing that right. whole thing. He was part of that whole scene. I think um, 
I think West Coast, I think West Coast is still in business. Mm-hmm. I think Trailer Trash is still in business. I I don't. Beyond that, I know there's some people who are making. I mean, creation is still creation around, but they, is, they have changed what they do. Right, you know? and, and and I think creation is the one. Like, if you go into at least any of the pedal board groups or any of the guitar groups that like we frequent, and you say like, "Hey, I'm looking for a good," so if you say like, "I'm looking for a good American-made pedal board," which I don't know if that should really be a criteria, but if it is for you, that's fine. Sure, I think you're going to get pedal train. I think you're going to get. Uh, you're going to get um, creation and then you're probably maybe going to get like, I think you got a fender board up there. I have a fender board up there. I like that fender board because it came with a power supply that works really well with, Mm. with the design. Mm -hmm. It also came with a bag and I don't have, I don't have a bag for other pedal boards that size. I will say I really, really like the D'Addario expand boards and the D'Addario expands. I think are really popular. But I think that, I think the, the, the main problem with those is that they don't come with a bag. You have to pay extra for it. And the bag that it comes with is sized for it fully expanded. Oh, interesting. So it's like I keep mine not fully expanded. I keep it fully uh, collapsed. Mm-hmm. And then when I have like an extra pedal or two, it's like, okay, I can stretch this out and put a couple right. extra on here. So if I got the bag that it's supposed to come with, it would be it would be like this long where I need a pedal board right like and, this long. And so you're going to, and the, and again, the bigger issue is just that you're not utilizing that. So now you need to put, I mean, I guess you could put cables or you need something to fill yeah, that space. Yeah, I'd, I'd shove a bunch so of stuff in there. Not bouncing around. I'd shove a bunch place. of stuff in there that I don't need to shove in there because it fits in my guitar yeah. case. So like I actually, I used the bag that came with the fender board mm-hmm. with my, with my, the Dario expand. And so with the D'Addario expands, I think you get one, you figure out what size you're going to use commonly, and then you buy a case that'll fit that. Right. You know? <laughs> um, I think the bigger your board is, the harder maybe it is to build one. Um, yeah, small boards are. Yeah, if if you're gonna buy, if you're gonna build a four pedal or five pedal pedal board. Yeah, yeah, you, you can probably find all sorts of different carrying cases that'll fit in nicely. I. For reasons, I guess. Um, put it in Tupperware. You know, like as long as you can store it somewhere where, like, you're gonna, it, it, your pedals are gonna be safe from the elements, and you can, and you put it on a shelf or you put it in and out of your car. Like a Tupperware is fine if you can fit a pedal board into Tupperware. Why not? I didn't super want to like ever talk about this, but I'm gonna talk about uh, here it. Here we go. There's a company. There's an Instagram called Speed Designs Canada uh, that make they do like aluminum framework. Uh-huh. And so they actually sell a pedal board end caps that fit like a one by four. So you buy two one by fours, you just put these caps on each end. Um, that's smart. I, it's, you basically can make a 40 inch long, like nine inch tall. And you can go to home. Board. Deep, they, th- those look like shelf brackets. Yeah. If you've got basic tools, you have a hacksaw, you have an angle grinder, you can go that's get what it, you can get shelf brackets that will probably do the same thing and just cut off the parts that you don't need. But that does look clever. Yeah. It's, it's, I wonder how the power supply thing would work. There are hyper. You wouldn't be able to do the power right. supply thing the way, like the way that you would want but to do it. But if you put bigger you, legs you on that, it. if you put like bigger rubber legs on the bottom. Right. You could maybe, you could maybe modify. You could get creative with it. And, and it, uh, anyway, um, there's some want. things there. Uh, but I think 
I think after a certain size, like the wood starts to get bulky. You're dealing now more with like flexing and stuff. I'll say this, like to me, and if everyone's, you know, utility will, will change to me, like the pedal train junior, uh, PT junior size, which is, I think now it's called the junior classic, um, is might be really close to like the perfect pedal board size. I think I fit 10 pedals on one of those. Mm. I own two of them. I I think like the, and, and the board that I built is just ever so slightly smaller than a pedal train. So I basically have like three PT junior size boards. The one downside I will say is, isn't that it's not the fault of the PT junior. It's the fact that like I, maybe the next size up is a little bit better, but you're making a weight trade because it's like, okay, like 10 pedals to, for my back seems like the right amount of weight. Anything beyond that. I'm like, um, now I feel like I'm hauling. There's some, somewhere in that. that, like eight to 12 pedals range feels really normal. Yeah. You know, like if you've got three pedals, it's like, do you really need any of these? Yeah. Where like, if you have eight, it's like, okay, you have a plan here. Mm-hmm. You've, you've, like you have like two drives, you have a delay and a reverb, you have a modulation, you probably have a volume pedal and like a, a tuner or something like that. Yeah. And then there's some freaky pedal. And then like you expand that out by four more pedals mm-hmm. and you're like in this normal range. I think past 12, you're starting to get into like, oh, this this guy's got a serious yeah. pedal situation going on. I here. can't really see it, but I is your is the Fender one kind of like a PT2 size? Uh, I don't remember what the PT2 is like. You want me to grab it? I think it? it's like a 16. You can fit like either 14 or 16 pedals on a PT2. How many pedals you got? Well, you're wrong because this one only fits six pedals. Oh, sh- yeah. Okay. <laughs> this would this would fit uh, 12 pedals. So that's maybe, like 12 a, little, normal size that's maybe li- a little bit smaller than a pedal train too. Here's the thing. I owned a pedal train pro. Do you remember when I had a pedal train pro? I would show up to church with like 22 pedals. Was that the one that had the giant steel plate welded to the bottom of it? Yeah. And it weighed like 60 pounds. Yeah. It was dumb. (laughs) It was really dumb. It was so dumb. Like the previous owner welded a hinge on it with a giant steel plate to the bottom. Like a, a a pedal train is made out of aluminum. They're supposed to be super light yeah. until you've loaded them up with, you know, crybabies and stuff like that. But this person had put a bottom on it with the steel plate that was so heavy. Uh, they did that, I think, because they were putting like more pedals underneath that were just like always ons. And they, I think the pal, like, I don't know. There was a bunch of stuff going on. Can we, can there- we admit something right now? What's that? Guitar players are fucking stupid. <laughs> Is that the hot take? That's my hot take of this. Are you like, think about the things that hey. we do. Think about, think about the ads that like the, the weird guitars that we, that, that we look at on this show. Like the, then the dumb things that we do, the creative things that both of us have done, the yeah. dumb creative things that we've done just to do dumb things. Like we're, we're anything but playing music. Right. We'll just be, right. we'll just do right. dumb stuff. Yeah. to our personal possessions because it's, it's fun. It is it's, fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun to have something where you can make it's It's fun to have something in your life where you can make mistakes yeah. and you can wreck something and you can do things that you're not supposed to do. And then, and then you're like, well, I guess I'll just do it all again. I'll do something else. You know, like it's, 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 
I love it. I love how stupid and how unimportant this all is. It really is. <laughs> so to summarize, three pedals, you need a pedal board. Get whatever. If you want to make your own pedal board, that's mm-hmm. fine. Personally, for me, I'm not a great with wood. Like my IKEA, my the two pedal boards I made. Honest, if you have three pedal, if you have three pedals, it's going to turn into four, and then it's going to be five <laughs> before you know. Might as well get a pedal board. The boards I made were made with like IKEA parts, right. so I could like do a, a couple things. Actually, uh, one of them is slanted. I don't remember how did I do that. Legs, rubber legs. I must have done. So. I don't remember. I don't remember why. There's all kinds of parts out there that you can get from Amazon or Home Depot. Well, no, it was all from an Ikea board. Yeah. So whatever the Ikea shelf must have had slats or maybe I just cut an angle. I don't remember. But there's ways to do things. That actually used to be like a running joke, like a lot at the beginning of kind of, because like that's the other thing is like 15 years ago, pedal boards were just kind of like pedal. It was just pedal train, Voodoo Labs, I guess, uh, Gator, SKB when, when like I, pedal boards. When like, I started playing, like the only pedal boards I ever saw when I was a teenager in the nineties were the molded plastic boss. My very first pedal board. You're right. My actual very first pedal board, the Dan electro food pedal case. And if that you, held like five pedals and like touring pedal boards, like that, that musicians used total mystery. No, they were all like, Custom, custom jobs yeah. made by yeah. like like mysterious roadies out there that like some of them were wild. Like people would they would they would make an entirely new enclosure and gut out all the pedals yeah. and drill holes and like mount them inside of a thing so they're, mm-hmm. they're all inside one thing and it's all like it was voodoo and it was like, like yeah it was uh, reptile dentistry and surgery and stuff like that <laughs> to get like all these pedals consistently in the same space and powered on the same power so they could drop it onto a, a touring stage yeah. and have it be yeah. consistent. Like we, there was, there wasn't this whole industry of pedal boards the way that we have now when I was a teen in the nineties. And if it was, I w- didn't see any of it. I would even say like, if you're at home, like, and you know, what because, because we're, we're talking about this for like stage use, right? Like definitely for stage use. I think if you're playing live and you're using more than like three pedals, please like everyone there will love you. If you can just get your stuff on and off the stage quickly, getting on and off the stage quickly um, is such a huge deal. But what I was going to say is even for like home, like right now at home, I've got that a four pedal pedal board. That's just oops, all rats. Um, and I've got another pedal board. I need to like pull some stuff out, but it's nice. It's like an organizational tool that I have these four pedal boards at home. That sounds ridiculous to sure, say out sure. loud, but it serves as a bit of an organizational tool that like, if I know like, okay, like I'm definitely going to want like these three or four pedals in a cl- group all the time, or most of the time I can just put those there and leave it there. Um, and then if you want to run stuff on the floor before, after you need to run a long patch cable because you want to see how a certain pedal is going to sound in between these two pedals. Like, yeah, just go for it. Like make a mess. But having that stuff there is going to like, I think at least for me, it kind of would, it helps like declutter my head to just not have pedals, especially like if you're, if you're using patch cables to connect them all, like to have it like, 
like this. Like, I stopped paying attention. I don't even know what Steve is talking I'm about. I'm saying anymore. like I'm saying about Steve, like, Steve is over here playing dolls with with pedals. Because like if you have your patch cables and they're your pedals aren't fixed to anything, so if they're on a pedal board, they're all relatively vertical. Are you making a case for Velcro right now? I'm making a case for just organ- I've seriously just blacked like, out for a while. I'm making a case for visual organization. All right. That your pedals can all just be vertical and you see them and they're not just like okay. kinked all over the place all in right. your bedroom or whatever. Your and no studio. kinky pedals in the bedroom. Yeah, that's right. <sighs> I think we did we ad? did this topic to death. It's death. We solved it. We're never talking about pedal boards again until the next time we talk about pedal and boards. And we forgot about how recently we talked about them. This last ad. It's called Custom Guitar, which means it's going to be ass. Is it? Usually when it's when it's called a custom guitar, it's ass. Custom one-off guitar was an old project that never got quite finished. I was never able to get it wired properly. It would be great for the parts or it would probably be a cool project to finish. Feature CNC'd walnut body with the urethane finish. Strat neck with Grover Tuners, Floyd Rose, Seymour Duncan Invader Humbucker. Uh, never been played because I never figure out it's figured out the wiring. This is a heavy guitar. Yeah, no kidding. But this was listed four weeks ago in Troy, Ohio. Did we say that this was sent to us by RJ Robertson? This sold for $200. Somebody out there owns this right now. Owns this. And somebody maybe. They bought it for parts. Is has already flipped this for a, a nice profit. Yeah, because it's got a, a made in. Uh, it's got a crafted in Japan Aerodyne Fender neck on it. It is weird. So that Floyd Rose and it has nice pickups in it too. That Floyd Rose nut, I think, is aftermarket. I don't think the Aerodynes, unless they made a Floyd Rose model, you might be right. Uh, but the pickup set in here looks like a. Seymour Duncan Invader and a Seymour Duncan Hot Rail. Yeah. So that's like 150 bucks in pickups, right? There. Someone saw the parts and they're like, I want to use those parts or I want to flip them. Yeah. There is some damage on the fender neck. You can see that there's a crack from the high E tuner. Um, that might just be finish. I wouldn't trust that. I, 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 there's a finish crack on the B. But there, there's a crack oh, yeah, going through yeah. the wood on that high E. Um, but the, yeah, the pickup. Oh, like, you see it from the back. Yeah, the the pickup flip is is real on this, or just wanting to buy this just to get the pickup. It's got Grover locking tuners in it. You could, yeah. if you stripped its entire thing down, you could get your two hundred bucks back pretty easily. I think it's not about getting them. I don't think you get this to get your money back. I think you get this because you see the parts that you want. You're like, oh, I want those pickups. I want that neck. I want that bridge, uh, because the guitar, the, the guitar body itself is like it's an interesting project. It's an interesting woodworking thing. It's way too big. Oh yeah, and it's, it's got a whole whopping. 16 frets of access. It might as well be an acoustic guitar. With how long these horns are, there's no reason for it to have this fret access. Like it's, this is insulting to the concept of fret access for a strat neck. Yeah. Like this strat neck screamed out from its soul as it was installed into this. No, this is not where I belong. Don't put me here. The body is so huge. Look at the size of the neck plate on the back picture. Like it, it is comically large. Why did they make a body this big? It may, they didn't understand human scale at all. 
Is like, this is it just me or is this shape like vaguely Rickenbacker? It is a little Rickish. I see. I kind of see what they were going for there. It's like they saw Rickenbacker and they saw a BC Rich, and they're like, "That's what an electric guitar looks like." I'm going to make an electric I, guitar. I think there's also some like Ritter vibes in here. Sure. Um, which, but like, it's like this wants to be a bass, but then someone's like, "Well, no, it's got to have a double cut." And here's the thing: the the woodworking looks clean. Yeah, it's CNC'd. It should be clean. It should be like relatively clean. And all they probably had to do was go back through and sand. The did they edges. just scale it wrong for the CNC? <laughs> Why did they commit a neck to it? Like this, this, this should be down like 40%. Yeah. If this was 40% smaller, it would start to make sense. What? It's this thing has to weigh 20, 30 pounds. Don't they say it's like, it's heavy. Yeah. It's yeah, a heavy it's guitar. He- no kidding. One of a kind. It's, the size of a table well an end table i guess what a waste of wood total some some tree spent its entire oh life gosh. throwing that wood and it had to be this it hurts my soul a little bit at least they sold it at a price that made sense is a floyd rose special floyd rose special is that a real floyd rose it's special, Steve. That means it's better than other Floyd Roses. <laughs> I mean, like, is that like a Floyd Rose know. that people would want? I'm not, so, I'm not, I'm not a connoisseur of Floyd Roses. I, if Phil McKnight was here, he would know exactly the year it was made <laughs> and what guitars it came on and stuff like that. And he would tell you all the, the pros and cons of that exact Floyd Rose. So everyone go over to uh, to uh, Phil McKnight's channel and ask him. Everyone, go on Phil McKnight's uh, live stream this Friday and uh, super chat him. And ask him, hey, Phil, Ryan and Steve want to know, is a Floyd Rose special special? Or is it not very special at all? Is it one of those things where they call it special, but it's not? Or is it is it legitimately special? It does. I, you know, I'm looking at pictures, and it does look like there have been Floyd Rose. Aerodynes. Aerodynes. I'm but, not t- but totally they were, shocked. Um, but they were chrome floyds so this might oh, be sure. a mismatch well they know that this person oh god i hope that they didn't pull this off of an aerodyne i hope they got this neck as a part right i hope they got it off of ebay as a neck if they took this neck off of an aerodyne and were like well i don't need the body anymore i would be so pissed because there, there's very few black guitars Mm-hmm. do the all black thing where I'm, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's, that's what I like. The aerodynes just have that special something. The black ones, the new colored ones hit me funny. I don't yeah. Know. I don't, I don't, the, uh, I don't it, know what's going on with those. Like our, our, uh, remember Jerry from uh, red pony clock. Yeah. He's got that aerodyne base and yeah, those things are hot. You're, if you're in the same room as it, you can't not look at it. Like it is just, it's got charisma. It's got the Riz, guys. You get in the room with it, one of those all-black Aerodynes, and it's like, who is that? <laughs> oh, did they come with someone? Who brought them? They Dude, came on the I own? have concerns about this. About the authenticity? No, no, I I believe it's authentic. What is, what is your concern, Steve? I think that might be, might be a standard aerodyne neck that somebody floated yeah no someone modded it because all of the floyd rose aerodynes i'm seeing we don't have a good close-up photo of the floyd Uh, nut all of the online 
all the aerodyne necks I'm seeing online that came on Floyd Rose models have the um, locking nut and bar. Oh. Like the single bar tree. They don't have just a single string tree like this. This is so dusty. Is it possible that we're just not seeing the... No, you're no, right. No way. No. Well, like because they, because you wouldn't have wouldn't a, have the string, have a tree. string tree. Ooh, that hurts a little bit. I, this thing is you know it's not seen. It's is it's seen better days. You know it's it's not in great shape. It's got that crack at the high E. It needs some love, anyways. Let's let's just assume that that nut was installed correctly. Um, yeah. I mean, it, the, this looks like a competent job. It looks like it looks like the string spacing is correct. It looks like the Floyd is installed correctly. It's just the guitar body is so wonky and huge. Yeah, single string tree on a non—that's a non-Floyd. Yeah. Sadness. Aerodynes are like I said. Aerodynes are really cool. The bases are really cool. I think I've kind of grown out of them over time, but um, you like to see. Them. I'm I'm probably not ever going to buy one for myself, but you like to see them. You know? Yeah, yeah. Every time I see one, I just kind of wish like the something about the way the knobs are on them don't i used to think they were really cool it's like seeing a limousine yeah that's fair oh wow a limousine i wonder who's in there is it someone who got married or is it a head of state or something or like yeah or like just an all like blacked out like sure like you know when you see the all blacked out suvs that are run by these uh livery services like a limousine company but it's like an suv and you're just like that's cool. I would never want to own one. Yeah, it's not for me. I think that's where I've got. I used to love the Aerodyne. I I really wanted an Aerodyne base back in the day, mm. and now when I look at them, they just look a little bit off. I could see you with an Aerodyne base. Like I said, back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. Um, we got to do this AVC, man. Oh, this is a tough one. This was this, we've had a good couple of weeks of ads here, Steve. So we've got the Warlock, we've got the White House, and we've got this custom Yikes, guitar. This is good. Can we can we eliminate this custom guitar? I feel like we can. How do you feel about that? My heart is with the Warlock. My heart's with the Warlock too. So congratulations, uh, Steve O'Neill got it. He didn't get it last week. He got it this week. You guys can. Send as many ads as you want. In fact, we encourage it. You might win two weeks in a row. You might win. We've had that happen. Over and over and over again. You might never get your ad selected. You can, if you are familiar with the show and you know what we like, then you have a better chance than most. But um, you might just get lucky. It, look through your local Craigslist. Your local, you look through Reverb. Look through uh, Goodwill's a fun one. eBay. If you're window shopping for used stuff and you see something that you think we would enjoy talking about on the show, email it to us, 60cyclehomcast at gmail.com. If we pick it and you win best of three in an episode, that's pretty good odds. Best of three. You're going to get a $25 digital gift certificate printed on heavy virtual card stock. And Steve is going to send it to you to the retailer, fast food chain, steakhouse, surf or skate shop, snowboard shop. I don't know. What a, wherever you can find the digital gift card that you want, Steve will send it to you. And it will be for $25 as our way of saying thank you and congratulations for winning your spot 
in uh, the uh, annals of history. <laughs> I've, I've run out of things to say, Steve. You've abandoned me here. Ryan, no, I'm letting you do. Ryan, I want to ask you a question. Ask me, Steve. Are you familiar with the musical artist Joe Jackson? Yeah. Here's a track from my new jazz and pop tail days no. for your podcast. No, I used that Steve, same don't stop SX guitar. You recently had on your show for the rhythm part. Please let me know when you'll be playing my track and I'll get some of my fan base to check it out. Vinny Zumo, former Joe Jackson band guitarist. What? So I looked it up. Vinny Zumo played in the Joe Jackson band for like six years. That's crazy. Hi Vinny. That's crazy. Hi. No. You ready to listen to the song? I am. Okay.
Oh, I love that. I am tickled pink right now. I can't believe it. <laughs> Thanks for sending that in. Oh, I love all I love all this that like yeah. hyper musical dissonance. Yeah, that, that jazzy dissonance. And that album is called Jazz and Pop Tale Days. Trying to find a link to it. It looks like some of the some of it might be on uh, YouTube. YouTube. Uh, well, I'll and try just to like, put a link down. To just, that was a lot of fun. So much. Those, those transitions are so much fun. Just yeah. like, it's like, just changing gears so many times in one jam. Like ah, that was great, and it's so tight. This has been a great episode. Yeah. Thanks, Vinny. The best episode of the year, maybe. Should do we deserve an award? Oh. Thank you. I mean, I think we deserve all the you know awards. What? I want to thank everyone who helped. I want to thank uh, I want to thank God. I want to thank uh, my parents. I want to thank Steve. Yay! <laughs> Bye, everybody. Stay grounded. <laughs>